We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man's. Men from Moto. Digital strategies with Travis Sowers and David Seville. Intellect, vast, cool, and unsympathetic. Broadcast to the world with the uncanny help of Mana Deprived and FaceToFaceGames.com. Greetings, people of Earth. We are the men from Moto in your lips, listening to episode 45, Building a Better Community. My name is David Sville, and I have Travis Sowers with me this week as usual. How are you, sir? I'm amazing. How are you, David? I am fantastic. So uh, this week is um, going to be a very specific topic. We're not really going to jump around. Um, we're going to talk about building a better community, and we're going to talk about um, general positivity, I think, in uh, in Magic and how you can help foster that in your community, whether that be online or at your LGS. But to start, I owe you an apology. And I don't mean you, Travis, and I don't mean you, the listener. I mean you, Iconic Masters. I feel like I should be inserting some kind of like sad puppy dog music here or something like that. Would be a good, uh, like, and I'm I'm sorry song. I've never had to apologize because I've never done anything wrong, so I honestly can't think of anything there. Yeah, and apologizing is just my in my nature here as a Canadian. So anyway, I have to apologize, Iconic Masters. I'm sorry for saying that you were just draft playables and uh chase rares uh i'm sorry for saying that i would consider you on the equal of some master sets in the past <clears throat> din rovahora <clears throat> uh and i'm sorry for assuming that i would not have any fun drafting you because i have drafted you a few times now and the decks have been fun the gameplay has been fun my experience has been generally positive I am up in tickets or play points on Magic Online through my events. And I have one of the better win rates so far uh, over my last few matches uh, than Ixalan. So at the very least, you've beat Ixalan, which is high praise. Yeah, I've, I've had a blast with Iconic Masters. I, I think I'm op- probably somewhere upwards of 25 or 30 by now. I haven't kept track of it, but it's it's been a, an absolute blast. All of the decks are fun. There's some cards that look like they put in there that they thought were going to be good and they weren't because the the walls are such a big factor, but it, it's been a lot of fun. I've milled people out. I've ended games where I won at a negative life total. I've, I've won games with over 50 life. You can do a lot of silly things here, and it's just good fun classic magic. It is good fun classic magic, and I think that's the best way to describe it is I said it did feel like a corset. It feels like a corset still to me, and uh, just a really well-designed corset. Um yeah, so overall positive um, and continuing to be positive. We have Unstable on the Horizon, which I'm looking forward to. Was that next week already, next weekend? I honestly don't know when the release is since it was paper Time only. Flies. I was like, mm. that, that's one of those hey. things where like, I wish you lived around the street so you could come over oh. with a bottle of wine and let's sit down and draft some Unstable. We will do that at some day. I promise you, sir, we will do that one day. Um and then, looking further down the calendar, we also have um, uh, Rivals of Ixalan is basically a month away if you don't count the weeks off around Christmas. We've got Cube in like three weeks. Mm-hmm. We've got the World Magic Cup this weekend. It, it's a good time to be a fan of Magic. I have also confirmed Period. that Cube All-Star Tomi Tuovinen will be coming back to the podcast to walk us through how to how to Cube, basically. To talk about the archetypes and how to build a storm deck with Mana Gorger Hydra as your only win condition. I have watched him do this. So there's much to look forward to in the world of magic. Does that mean I have to give up my seat for him? Or can we do like a like a three-way call and 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 I can ask some dumb questions because I don't know anything about Cube? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yes, I'm so excited. Um actually on the guest front, guest host front as well, uh you're gone next week. Because I'm going on my honeymoon with my wife. That is amazing. What are you doing, actually? Uh, we're going to the Caribbean for five days to kind of bake in the sun while it's freezing up here in Northern Virginia. Oh, you poor soul having to freeze in Northern Virginia. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> I guess it's nothing like the frozen tundra. I actually have to go shovel out my igloo um, so I can get to the, the generator back there before my power dies here. So, 
Um, but anyway, so a special guest next week. Um, I'm going to spoil it here because I want to kind of hype this up and I'm actually looking for questions um, on on Twitter. So send me questions for Miss Emma Handy, modern queen, Star City game grinder, Star City game. What What's the circuit called? It's not the professional circuit. What's that circuit called? The tournament series? Anyway, she, whatever. She plays in the Star City Games uh, events and um, does quite well for herself. She writes for Star City Games. She streams. Uh, she does stream, streamer showdowns. She does it all, um, but generally a modern expert. She was on the pre-pre-release. I don't remember if it was the last one or the one before. So she's got some interesting takes on Limited as well. Uh, she's kind of an advocate for sometimes playing 41 cards. Gasp, I know. That's the thing I want you to ask her about. I really want to hear oh, that because like, I'm going to listen to this episode. We're going to line up at least 10 minutes to talk about that because I, I remember her talking about it on the pre-pre-release and I was like, you know, that all makes sense. And uh, I figured we'd give her another platform for that. So um, we're just kind of working out the details there. I'm hoping it all works out. But that is the tentative plan is to have her on the next episode, which will be posted once you get back because I don't have access to that yet. So we've got some exciting times. Uh, on top of the exciting times, we have our own Twitter account. Had jazz hands. He just did um, jazz hands. You couldn't see. I them, just but did I jazz hands. So um, you can hit us up there with uh, comments, questions. We'll be monitoring that, or I will monitor that for at the very least until I get Travis hooked up on that. So um, send your questions there. Send your questions to me or Travis, and uh, we'll make sure they get to the right place. Any other housekeeping before we just dive into the heavy stuff? No, it's time for the heavy man. All right. Kick us off, man. All right. So there has been a lot of... Basically, I've, I had to step away from Twitter a few times the other day. There's been several incidents that have, have honestly kind of disgusted me um, in the Magic community uh, in, in the past week or so. And like, I, I just finally had to put my phone down and be like, you know what? I'm cooling off Twitter for about two or three days. And I've, I've been the type of person... I've been streaming for four years now. I've been producing content regularly. And I very rarely talk about my opinion, my political leanings, or anything like that. I've been very focused on the game and the gameplay, and that's what we're here for, and let's focus on that. And this stuff is finally built to the point where I'm like, you know what, I, I feel like I need to say something. I need to come out on a side and plant a flag and say that this is the correct way to be, and then there are other ways that are not this that are incorrect to be. So from my side, I, I don't want to attack anybody. I don't want to, to necessarily rehash what's happened, but I want to talk about some ways in which I think this might have happened, refute some ideas out there that I, I don't particularly care for. So I'm going to challenge you to, to think through these uh, and then also give you some ways that you can like positively impact your community around you. Uh, so I'd, I'd, I'd say I've got a few things that I want to discuss. I'm just going to say that um, we, we've talked about this already and I, we didn't need to talk about this, but I'm 100% uh, in agreement with everything you say. So even if you don't hear me say it, uh, faithful listener, uh, you can rest assured that Travis and I are on the same page on this one. So to start, I got this idea. I'm like, where does this stuff even come from? How does somebody start to think things like this and that it's okay to basically be a jerk to someone you don't know? Right. Because for me, whenever I'm typing in a Twitch chat, whenever I'm sending an email, whenever I'm posting in a forum, I'm recognizing that there's a human being on the other side that's going to read that. And I'm treating them as if I'm seeing that person. And that's how I handle myself in online communication. And I, I started wondering, like, how does this stuff even start? And I had a conversation with my good friend Martin, and he said that he doesn't think that there necessarily is a cohesive magic community. He thinks that over long periods of time, there's been a community at this local game store and a community at this local game store. And then another one over here. And now thanks to social media and time and people moving online and playing magic online and getting excited about arena, we have a lot of this stuff converging. Like there's focal points for it where in the past there kind of wasn't right. Like I played magic 20 years ago at, at the time, there was one card shop in Wilmington, North Carolina, and that's where you played. And that's that's the entirety of what I knew about Magic was that card shop. So I, I think some of this is like there's a dirty little game store somewhere where people are just all jerks to each other, right? And like now they're getting absorbed into this bigger community and like, what's going on? Why does everybody think I'm so disgusting? It, it may be because you are. 
But I, I think that's a part of where this this starts, and that actually leads to a positive place. And that if there's all these little communities that are coming together, we are now establishing what is normal behavior for people who play magic and how people should interact with each other when they play magic. Uh, there was an article published by Wizards uh, very recently talking about this, where like they went through that harassment is not cool. Like it seems kind of bizarre that you'd have to say that. And they gave you some outlines there for, for what to do. I wanted to call some attention to that. The biggest one being that there's an email address, investigations at wizards.com. If you are being harassed, you can send them an email there. You do not have to confront your harasser. If you send them evidence of said harassment, if somebody's harassing you on Twitter in comments on content that you produce or sent you a nasty letter in the mail or whatever, the more information you can get them, the more likely they are to be able to do something about it. But they're, they're listening and they want to help. And they've taken a stance that like being harassed, being bullied is not cool. That's something that they're going to stand with you on if, if this is something you're bumping into. Wizards is in the interesting position here, too, because of the the DCI and the organization. So they run all the organized play, obviously, um, stands for, I guess, any non-sanctioned events. Um, but because they're a private organization, I mean, they, they, they're they essentially a club, like a, a private club that people can join. They pretty much do whatever they want when it comes to who is a member and who is not a member. So, you know, if if you are the target of serial harassment or whatever at your LGS, um, you know, raise it to a judge, raise it to wizards, whatever you do, they do actually have lines of action that they can take, um, you know, in order to make your gaming experience better and, and potentially safer, depending on what the type of harassment is. So um, don't don't think that your your reports, for lack of a better word, fall on deaf ears. Like like there are things that they can do. Um, they might not seem like much. Like giving somebody a DCI ban might not seem like much. But uh, you remember the. Um, I don't, I don't remember the gentleman's name, but the um, the the guy that went around at a GP and took pictures of people who had, shall we say, low riding pants, um, and that was a big thing that hit the front page of Reddit. I mean, he got a DCI ban, and I mean, whether or not you thought that that was harassment or not, um, that you know, that was wizards harassment. Can do the, I, I, I know, I agree with you, but it doesn't matter what you think of it. Wizards came down and said this does not, this is not conducive to a positive play experience for for our members, for the people that play in our, in our, in our exclusive gaming club, for lack of a better term. Um, and, and they took action. So they will and, and have a history of taking action if they, if they deem it. So your reports will do something potentially. They're ready to listen. They're ready to hear, you know, it, it sucks. I, I think that, that wizards has always been interested in hearing, but I, I think the, this, the extent to which this went has made them even more willing to listen now and recognize that that action needs to be taken. So let's let's band together um, around this and kind of make it a rallying cry. Magic is for everybody. You also mentioned the um, the smaller communities and where maybe some of this started, and then they finally you know kind of boiled over to the social media and boiled over online. Um, this also gives us the opportunity to kind of seed in this conversation, seed our game stores, seed our chats. Uh, you know our 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 friends and our family and, and the people that follow us um, with kind of a positive attitude toward these things. And we can kind of maybe take over with another grassroots movement of being quality people, right? It's not like everybody on the entire world forgot how to be a quality person overnight. It's just that one set of people is louder than another set of people now. And um, this, you know, it, it seems like it's all boiled over now and now we can, you know, for lack of a better term, the, the people that are on our side, right? The people that are for a positive play experience for everyone. Um, we kind of got our voice back. So I think it's time to, even if you don't feel like speaking out in general, in public, um, you can definitely start with the people that are in your inner circle. If, if there are any people that are maybe on the fence or have a, a, a negative attitude, um, you know, kick them and say like, Hey, like, what are you doing? Right. And if we start small, um, you know, eventually over time, this will, this will become better. You know, I, I I expect most of the people that follow me and you and consume our content are already on board with this mentality. But like, mm -hmm. let's take a minute and look at like human relations from a gamer's perspective. It is always positive EV to be nice to someone else. 
there is literally no downside to being kind to another human being. So, so let's say that there is this person and I have to interact with them and I do it nicely and they're nice back to me or I do it nicely and they're rude to me. It, it's cost me nothing to be nice to them. But what I have found is that if there is a nice way to say something and you use that approach and you interact with somebody kindly instead of rudely, you're far more likely to get a positive response, right? Like I've used this example before, but sometimes I'll have people come in my chat and say something like, that was a different line than I would have taken. Why did you not cast the fireball at their face? Right. Where like, maybe I've clearly made a mistake um, or, or, or they just see it, see a play differently than I would have. Now, somebody engages me like that. I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to interact with them. It, and, and the answer might be, oh, gosh, I didn't notice the life totals. Or it may have been you. You might have just tuned in. We know they have a mana leak in their hand because it was revealed with the thoughts these three turns ago. Right. Like I can interact there. Other times I'll see someone say something like, you're terrible at this game. What the hell are you doing? I'm not going to interact with that. There's not a way for me to have a positive interaction there. So like the way you're saying it, whatever it is that you're trying to communicate actively matters. And I would encourage everyone that is interacting with other people, just be nice to them. There's not a downside. There's a lot of different ways to play magic. I think magic is actually like somewhere between five and 10 different games. Oh God, it's more than that. It's ridiculous how many games, of how many different types of magic there are. Yeah, like the, the, there's Commander. Like I, There's Canadian Highlander, Sealed, Draft, Rochester Draft, Winchester Draft, like multiplayer games, Standard, Modern, Vintage, Legacy, More, Casual. There's all of these Cube. different groups of people. Cube. There's all of these different people that like different things. I know exactly where you're going with this. There's some Carry of... On. There's some of those things there's, and it's a layer under that too, right? Because we've got people who are really into the story, people who particularly like magic online versus paper, people who are fans of duels, people who want to do cosplay. Like there's people who are into the art. I followed like this, this community on Twitter. That's all about magic art. And they did an art show at GP Vegas. They did some really cool stuff, but there's so many different things you can get into in magic. Now, podcasters there's podcasters there's people that do magic content that don't even play the game yeah yeah right so some of this content appeals to me a lot and i'm very interested in it and other aspects of it don't i used to play commander and did four-man videos with Derek boyko uh archie owen and tom delia i could never say his last name right and it was a lot of fun I didn't actually know what I was getting into when we started. Derek just sent me a tweet and said, be on Skype. We're going to play commander. And we were halfway through before I realized we were recording a video. And then it was this thing. And I did it for a year and I looked forward to it because I liked hanging out with those guys, but I was always showing up with a cat deck every week. And I could tell that they were more into it than I was. And I eventually decided to direct my content in another direction. That's the entirety of my experience with commander and I'm not really interested in it as a format, but that doesn't mean that it's bad or that I need to think negative things about people who like it, right? I'm also very passionate about limited and I've encountered people who just didn't think limited was a game. They were like, the only way to play magic is to play commander or to play standard or to play Rochester draft. I can't believe you just draft booster packs. Like I bumped into all of these people and it's like, when I say that I like something, it it's not a challenge or a reason for us to debate. And if you say that you like something that I don't like, that's okay. I don't need to get defensive or defend my thing. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, it it does, right? Like my liking something does not interfere with your liking of something. Yeah. And and my dislike of something is not a criticism of the thing that I dislike necessarily. I have my reasons to not like it. I don't necessarily think that everybody should not like it for those same reasons. Different strokes for different folks. 
right? I mean, there's there's some fundamental things on this planet that maybe that I might disagree with you on and I might try to change your views, but a game is not one of them, right? How you get your enjoyment out of your leisure time as long as you're not hurting anybody is not one of them. Like there's fundamental politics that I can debate with you um, and you and I might have different views on on politics and and the way we might vote in an election or something like that. But like when it comes to your free time or, a, you know, a cosplayer's free time or a podcaster's free time or a streamer's free time, who might argue with what makes them and their followers happy? Uh, I, I'm not. I don't really have that place. And if I don't enjoy it, I, I just don't consume the content. Yeah. And that's, that's right. always your choice. I, it, like I, I can shut it off. I can, I can not go and view or listen to somebody's podcast. If I don't like their content, I don't have to tell them. In fact, what benefit does it give anyone? If I tell them that I don't like their content, I can constructively or constructively criticize them. I can say, Travis, I don't like your stream because of this. Have you considered maybe something else? And if I framed it in a positive way, you might listen, you might take that feedback. But if I, again, if you come, if I come at you as at a negative, just like you said, you're going to shut me down and we're going to have an argument instead of a debate or you're not even going to consider my position. So approaching, you got to just approach it from a positive perspective. Don't, don't be rude. I, I can't say it in any other way, really. <laughs> I, I would argue that rather than debating the things that you do like or don't like with someone, try to find some commonality. After watching your stream, David, and you watching mine, I can tell that we have some differences in our musical tastes. That is accurate. Yeah, because I want to be rocking out with Megadeth, and I don't think that's exactly your cup of tea. You would be correct in that assessment. I've also noticed that you seem to be into some sports things. Sometimes. And that's kind of not my deal. So you know no. what? You, you like your sports, I like my heavy metal, and we can get together and talk about magic, which we're both passionate about and have in common. And I don't, I don't make fun of Dave for liking sports. Dave doesn't make fun of me for my taste in music. Like we'll kind of mm. casually tease each other on the level yes. of friends, <laughs> but you're not like being a real jerk about it. Like I can tell you're joking. I mean, I, you know what? I, I need to, I need to put a little flag here too. You and I are friends and we know each other and we've spent hours and hours talking to each other over the course of years. That's yes. why it's okay for you to tease me. If I Absolutely. don't know someone and I start teasing them, that's not cool. You can't start a relationship like that because you'll be hurting somebody's feelings and not even recognizing that you're doing it. Yeah. Whenever I poke fun at you or the people that I know, um, it comes out of, it comes out of, out of a place of, of respect. Right. And I would never do that to somebody that I didn't know because I haven't established that level of respect and that level of trust with them. Right. Um, and I know where the line is with us. Or the people that, and, and I know that, that, um, you know, some people joke around differently with their friends and things like that. And that's fine, right? You've already established that relationship with your friends. That's cool. Um, it, it's, it's where the unknown people, right. Or the people that maybe you don't have a relationship with. Um, and you can see this, let's say at an LGS, so I'm going to take a game of commander, for example, and actually just dial it back to the EV of being a, a decent human being, right? If I sit down with a bunch of people and play multiplayer conspiracy or commander or something like that, and they're all people that I know you know, we're going to have inside jokes. I'm going to troll them. You know, I might troll them in the draft. I might, I might uh, go after somebody in a game of commander harder than I would normally. Um, and all of that, obviously all of that quote unquote harassment is, um, is in good taste and, and good fun with friends. If I sit down with a people, a group of people that an LGS and I've never played against them before. Um, and, and I don't know where I'm, where I'm, I don't know how to put this, but like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't attack somebody. I wouldn't call somebody names. I wouldn't be disrespectful to them until I've established that relationship and know what kind of personality they are. Right. Like, like this is all fluid, right? Different people will have different senses of humor and you kind of have to be, be aware, but it's like, like you can, you can have a different relationship with the people that you know, just be aware that the people that you're, that you don't know are human beings too. Right. And, and you don't know what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what they've gone through, how they grew up, whether they're bullied in high school, you know, maybe they're transgender, uh, maybe they're, they're, maybe they have a different sexual orientation than you, like all that stuff. You don't know where they come from and just being aware that, that you don't know that I think will help you if, if 
potentially you have a different or a, a crude sense of humor, let's say with your regular friends, just don't, don't ruin your game of commander by isolating and, and ruining the relationship with the people around you before you even meet them. Just be a, be a decent human being. A, a way to think about this is when I was a kid and I had my friends, I had one way that I talked around them. When I also had a part-time job, I had another way that I talked to the customers who came to buy shoes. I sold shoes. And then I had yet another way to talk and interact with my parents. There were like different spheres of language and different things that were acceptable to say in front of them. And I knew where those boundaries were. And when I met new people, I had to figure out through time which group they went in. Whereas if I just came in and started immediately teasing them as I would with my good friends, I'm going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. And I think that boundary isn't erased when we're talking about communication online, right? If you're in a Mm -hmm. Twitch chat, if you're on Twitter, if you're in somebody's YouTube comments, it doesn't matter how it is that you're communicating. All of that is still the case. Like you and I met through Twitch chat eventually formed yes. a friendship and now podcast together. Like lose my mind. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how that works. So I, I'm going to give you a call to action and a little bit of a Travis story here before I move on to the next part. So flashback, God, I, this must've been five years ago. I had been recording videos for mana deprived and I'm doing a little bit of the GP circuit. I had driven from North Carolina to Pittsburgh to play in a limited GP. It was gate crash. Okay. And I'm super pumped. I drove there all by myself. I got a hotel room and I'm ready to go. I open my pool and I've got a pretty good deck and I lose the first two rounds. And I kind of felt like garbage and it started to sneak into my head. What are you doing here? Why are you here? You drove over eight hours to come and play in this event and you just lost the first two rounds you're probably not good enough to be producing content. Nobody's watching it anyway. What, like I went on this negative spiral and I was feeling awful and I was walking out of the convention center with the intent of getting my car, drive back to North Carolina and like, just be done with this. Why even bother with any of it? And this kid pulls on my jacket. This kid's probably 20 now. I guess he was maybe 14 at the time. And he said, excuse me, I just wanted to let you know, I really enjoy your content. And I said, I'm Travis Sowers. You must have me mistaken with someone else. And he said, no, I know who you are. You do the videos on mana deprived. I watch them with my dad. I love the content that you produce. Thank you so much for making it. I turned right around and got into the side event drafts, drafted all weekend, had a blast and interacted with people, went back home and recorded a video one little comment like that about the content producers that you actually like means so much to them. I don't know that I would, st- I don't know that I would have this friendship with you, this podcast. I don't know that my career would be in streaming if that kid hadn't tugged on my jacket on the way out of GP Pittsburgh. I met my wife at a GP. Like magic is a pretty big deal to me now. And I, I think that kid launched me on that trajectory. So my assignment for you is go find a content producer that you like and tell them. That's all you have to say. I like the content you produce. Thanks for making it. Tweet at them. Put it in a comment on a YouTube video. Go to a Twitch chat and say it. Let the people who are making stuff that you like and support know that you like it. You may be a lurker, but just just say it. I make it a point to go find people when I'm at GPs whose content that I like and tell them that because I remember how it felt. And I'll think of what might've happened if you, if that, uh, if that person had said something negative, right? Yeah. Especially at the spot I was in just then. Like, and, and, and that's why you just never know, right? Like, and that's, it's never a bad thing to be nice to someone. Like you're not, nobody's going to get mad if you say, I really enjoy your comment and, or your content and you're sincere about it. Right. Nobody's going to get mad at you for that. Nobody's going to feel sad. Nobody's going to feel depressed or down. Some of the worst states that a human being can be in right? If you say something positive at the very, at the very minimum, it just won't have any effect at all. And even then, like that's still net neutral, right? It doesn't matter, right? It's, it's you, you did something positive and whether or not the person received it as positive, like that doesn't matter. It's still net positive. 
but if you say anything negative, like if, if you go attack, you know, criticize negativity, insult, harass, there's very few people in this world percentage wise that can spin that around in a positive and not be affected by it. Okay. So story for, story time from David. Um, people that have not seen my stream and not seen a picture of me, I'm not a very large guy. I'm tall and skinny. So you're typical nerd, right? Like I'm a 135 dripping wet kind of thing. Um, growing up, I was bullied for being thin. It's nothing I can really control, right? It's just kind of the way that I am. Now, Travis, do you, do you think it's fun, uh, it's acceptable to make fun of, let's say, fat people? Of course not. You would never make some fun of a fat person. You're a decent and reasonable human being. I am the same. And most people are. Uh, but for some reason, some people find it okay to make fun of me for being thin. And I mean, in school, you know, that's a thing, right? You know, people make fun of other people in school. You get bullied. I mean, it sucks, but that's kind of just the way of, of the pecking order in school. Um, when I played Blood Bowl, there were people in the group, two or three in particular, that every time they saw me, they would say, hey, Dave, you look good. You put on weight. You're like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, just started Frisbees. No, nah, I'm just kidding. You look as skinny as ever. That that kind of shit, pardon my language, doesn't normally bother me because like, you know, if uh, somebody on my Frisbee team that I've played with for five years say, you know, if you had any more weight on you, you would not have been able to jump that high to get that Frisbee. I know that they're coming at it from a, of a, a position of friendship. But people just randomly or people that I don't know very well say something as simple as that. And it doesn't even seem that like that's hateful. Really, it's like, while you're thin, you should be happy that you're thin, right? It's the same as making fun of somebody if they're fat. And these people didn't understand that. And I could have been having the best day. In fact, funny, we went to the game store and one of these guys is working at this game store. In fact, I hope he listens to this podcast. I don't know that he does. And uh, and my wife was with me, with me. We were doing some Christmas shopping just recently. And uh, I said, hey, person name, how are you? Haven't seen you in a while. I haven't played Blood Bowl in a while. And the first thing out of his mouth was a comment about my size. And it's kind of like, dude, this is just not worth my time anymore. I've unfriended him on Facebook, blocked him on Twitter. Like, I'll never go back in that game store again kind of thing. Um, and, and there's no reason for that. He meant it in jest, of course. But he didn't understand that boundary. And, um, you know, I should have said something at some point, but because it hurt, I didn't. And, and I know what it's like. So I, and the harassment, quote unquote harassment, the insults that I had are so minor and compared to some of the, some of the comments that people get on the internet, right? You put yourself out on the internet. And if, if some people don't like your content and they say the worst, nastiest, mean things about you, that's nothing. Like my, my situation is nothing compared to that. It's, it's a 10th, a hundredth of that. And I still felt like awful, just bad. So like, think of how much worse it would be to be a, a famous cosplayer or a famous podcaster or a famous streamer um, who gets something like that on the daily from anonymous people, from everybody, it seems like. Just, just think of how awful that would be. Put yourself in that position and then maybe vow to like never, never put them in that position. I'm just sorry you had to go through that mess, dude. You know what? And it's funny because it's so minor, but it right? still like, matters. Like about it, but it still matters. And it's like, if, if this person hadn't said that we could have had a good conversation about, Hey, how's this, how's business in the store? What are you playing for games these days? And it said, my wife, as we were walking out to the car, she says to me like, man, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I didn't even realize I was mad. And she's like, you're fuming. And I'm like, like, I'm sorry. He kind of ruined my day. And, and and like, I'm sure everybody goes through that once in a while, Rick. Everybody's got somebody, something that they, they, that people make fun of them for. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people out there know what I'm, what I'm talking about, but like, man, just be positive. Just be decent to people, be good to people. Um, and you'll have endless people to play magic with. If you do that, you also never know what mental state someone is in when you sit down to play a game. Like they, this may be their escape from a terrible life or some like some problem is desperately crushing them or there's any number of things that could be going on for them outside of what brought them into the game store or across from you on, on the internet and magic online. Like you don't know them and it, 
why not be nice? There's, there's just literally no downside to it. No downside. Now All right. I, I'm, I'm going to move us along because mm-hmm. I, I've got another, another thing I want to discuss here, which is kind of how to handle people who are being nasty. And I'm going to give you one perspective from me as a content producer and what I do when I encounter nasty people. There are some days when I'm streaming where my ban list is actually bigger than the number of viewers that I have. And I am fortunate that when I first started streaming, it was as a hobby. It was not as my career. And I made the rule that nobody gets to come in my chat and be mean to me or to anyone else in my chat. And if you do that, I ban you. If you come in and you say something terrible about me, I don't discuss it. We don't talk about it. We don't engage. You just get banned. If you come in and say something terrible about somebody in chat who's been there regularly or who's just kind of minding their own business and making normal comments, you get banned. And I I hear people have like an uproar about censorship, free speech. Like we kind of have to dive into that for just a minute because the, the concept of free speech is that the government can't put you in jail for saying something, right? When you're in my Twitch chat, the government ain't involved. Now, I can't put you in jail for saying something either, but I can, sure as the sun rises, remove you from my chat and make sure that I don't have to listen to your nonsense anymore. So like, if you're in a position where you have a community of people that are that are talking to you, it's okay to kick people out of that community. I remember, you may actually know who I'm talking about. I know just by the look on your face. We have video chat here, and I know just by the look on your face. So many, many moons ago, it was a fairly regular occurrence for me and a group of of friends to play uh, Heroes of the Storm in the evening. And there's one particular individual that we played with that was just awful and toxic, and I wasn't sure what to do. And I had a conversation with a dude at work about it, and he said, it's your free time, man. You don't owe him anything. Don't play the game with him. So I, I didn't. And it was awesome. The game became fun again and I didn't have to listen to his crap anymore. And it was great. And like, I, I had to realize I, I, I don't necessarily owe someone anything. Like you're not guaranteed friendship. You're guaranteed me being polite. And I said to them, I wasn't rude. I didn't say, well, I don't want to play with you anymore because I hate you and you're ugly and you're fat. I, I said, hey, the way that we play this game doesn't seem to align. And I think I would have more fun playing in a different environment. So I'm, I'm going to let you do th- your thing. I'm going to do my thing and it's going to be cool. And it was, they, they weren't mad. They weren't upset. And I enjoyed the game with my friends again. So like, it's okay to tell somebody that is, is toxic or awful that you don't want to be around them and you don't even have to be mean when you do it. I'm not saying they're necessarily going to react well, but I, I am saying that like, you don't owe another person the time of day, basically Like I'd encourage you to be nice to other people in whatever the circumstances are, but you don't owe them listening to their argument. If, if like you've made your case, they've made theirs. That's kind of the end of that. I would like to think that if I had a group of friends that played magic, that we would do the same, you know, if we went to a game store and and there was somebody that was, uh, um, you know, using, colorful language not not like swear words but like you know talking down about people or or um or the other gender or or people that were you know worse or different than us or anything like that that i would be able to do the same i would like to think that i would be able to do that i think it would be difficult in person um but online cultivating your community like i love what you do in your twitch chat i love that you just ban hammer and what ends up happening is that we get a self-moderating community of good people of good quality chatting and the, the crap for lack of a better term kind of just disappears. One of my favorite, well, two things I'll mention. Um, one is I recognize that someone, I, I was watching another Twitch chat and the chat was a little bit um, toxic is the only word for it. Mm-hmm. And I saw that they had as a moderator in their chat, someone that I had banned in mine. I found that very interesting and I recognized the name and I was like, you know what? I can enjoy this content, but I can't watch the chat while I do it. Yep. And another thing was I, I had, you know, I'm streaming normal chats going and I had one viewer ask, say to another viewer, 
you're being so polite here. I'm used to you trolling in other chats. And they replied, yeah, Simulin would ban me if I did that. So I've got to be nice here with a smiley face. And like, this is somebody that's been in my chat for years and has always been nice and polite here, but apparently has a reputation for just being a super troll in other chats. And I'm like, that's the reputation I've got because you ain't doing that here. So like you can teach somebody who wants to be a jerk that they've got to be nice in the right circumstances, apparently, because it worked for them. <laughs> so was it you're saying there's, there's hope for the the eternal perpetual jerk after all? Yeah, perhaps, perhaps no. a few of them can be turned. There is another hope. I mean, I mean, I do believe fundamentally that um, that if if you want to. If you want to arrange it, this world, you can change it. No, if you if you want to be a good person and you and you desire to to be respectful to people that that you can do it, it's inside of you. This is a very rare, maybe few people that that can't. Uh, but I think overall, for the most part, you know, if if somebody came into your chat and, and saw the what was going on and wanted to participate, um, you know, if they really wanted to, they would they would be able to. I think it's it's your place is not exclusive, um, and and that's what I like about it the most. That's why I stuck around. Did you know that you were my first Twitch subscription? I didn't know that. You were my first. That's awesome. I know, isn't it? Isn't it great? See, I, I paid you a compliment. Hey, look at that. It's paying off already. And I'm smiling and happy. <laughs> it's like there's something to what we're saying. It's it's like there's something to what we're saying. Um. So, you mentioned being like positive EV of being a decent human being. Um, you mentioned when we did the mic check that, uh, that magic is a growing game and, mm-hmm. and why, why we want it to grow as players and content producers. Uh, one of us more content produces than other. Um, <laughs> but he says, as he's producing content, as I'm producing the same content, but the, the, the EV of being a decent human being in the context of the game of magic means that you can potentially influence the game to grow, bringing new players into the game, keeping new players into the game. And if you think about it from the perspective of we have magic arena that's on the horizon, that's hopefully going to bring in this influx of players into the community. Um, and you faithful listener will be interacting with them at some point, if you're playing arena or on Twitch chat or on forums or on Reddit or on Twitter, you can have a direct impact in those players staying in the game by being a decent human being toward them. And it's a good thing for you, if you enjoy magic, for magic to be growing. It doesn't make your hobby less cool because more people are doing it. What it makes it is better funded, right? So like, what does the NFL have that magic doesn't? Money. A whole lot of it. Fans. Uh, yeah, imagine that uh, Hasbro had the budget the NFL does to produce a pro tour. Like, I, I think given the constraints with what they're working with, they give us a very good product. But imagine a sold out stadium of people to watch um, John Finkel and LSV in the finals of a pro tour, like screaming and cheering. And they're down there with the headsets and focusing <laughs> like I can see that. And I believe that we could have that one day. But like if you play this game and you care about it, and you want to draft the you know the next new set if people keep playing and it keeps growing they get more and more to invest in this they can listen to more things that you want they can make better sets they can make cooler cards they can make better formats we've already seen this year with a new uh design play team like they're recruiting more people on staff to make sure that when these sets are released they're fun for you to play and that the cards are cool that's a good thing. And the dollars for that come from new people buying cards. Like, again, regardless of where you are in the magic spectrum, if you enjoy the game and you ever plan on buying a new product, it's a good thing for you that more people are interested in it. Because, again, if, if that ever dies, then you're going to be playing by yourself. It's a giant pyramid scheme. It's Amonkhet all over again. You got to make sure you're bringing in people behind you. Or else yeah. there's, or else they're not going to be there to prop up your hobby, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I joke about that, but like, <laughs> but no, you're you're absolutely right, and and I can think of all of the people that I have potentially brought to the game, and you know, look back, and I potentially had an opportunity if I was a mean person to them to turn them all away, right? If 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 uh, 
so here, here's a really good example. So I got my daughter into the game, right? And if I wasn't a, let's say a positive fatherly, you know, role model to her and I didn't want to teach her the game, um, she would not have gone to school and infected her friends and her teacher with the game. And I'm sure that they have gone and spread that to other people as well. In fact, they have a, a Magic the Gathering club at her school now. And it basically started with her bringing two decks to school. Um, but like, if she was not friendly to all those people around her, then she would not have a game group to play with. And like, I can trace back, you know, 50 people maybe that are, are hobbyists now in the game because of the of a positive interaction that that I may have fostered with my daughter taking those decks to school and being nice to the kids at school. Um you should be able to trace back your lineage in the game to people that taught you and that were nice to you when they played the game. Here's another funny story. I'm going to go back to Blood Bowl. When I first learned how to play Blood Bowl, I thought, man, this game is awesome. It's like high fantasy sports. It's like everything that I love. I love stat tracking. I love math. I love D&D and I love sports. Let's do it. And the first guy I played against was a total jerk. Just absolute jerk to me. He stomped me i didn't know enough about the game he mocked my my plays my decisions my not knowing of basic strategy and instead of taking that as an opportunity to be nice and teach me and introduce me to the game he decided to be a gatekeeper and and keep me out that was second edition i didn't play again until sixth edition almost 10 years later i want to say maybe longer i actively left the game because of that one interaction and the reason I came back was like, man, I really kind of want to get back into this game. I'm going to go find like-minded people that are the same. And I got lucky that there was a club in, in my city that I was able to get become a part of. And they're all friendly, welcoming. It was great. But like that one interaction almost turned me off of the game entirely for the rest of my life. I I, I want to do a shout out and I, I, I would do a call out, but I don't think I'm going to do a call out. I'll do the shout out aspect. So it was when I was living in Sacramento, California, that I decided I wanted to try Paper Magic again. And I was absolutely stoked to draft this new set that had come out called Innistrad. I, I was thinking it was going to be fun. It's around Halloween. There's vampires. There's werewolves. I drove across town to the biggest Magic the Gathering shop that there was in the area. And their website said that their draft started at 6. So naturally, I got there at you know 5.30 because I'm Travis and I get everywhere early. And I was like, okay, where do I sign up for the draft? And he's like, well, we got a couple of people late. We're actually not going to start until 645. He's like, but if you want to go ahead and pay, I'll put you on the list. I was like, okay, sure, let's do it. And I, I walked across the street and I ordered a taco and I sat down and listened to a podcast. I think it was limited resources for an hour, right? Because that's what he told me. And then I came back in about 630 and was like, okay, we getting ready to go? And he's like, oh, everybody actually showed up on time and we drafted at six anyway, uh, but we can get you a voucher for store credit if you want to. I was like, dude, I was right across the street. I was literally sitting here waiting an hour for this to happen. Like you could have taken my, like if you thought that was a possibility, why not say, let me get your cell phone number and I'll text you. Where are you going? Or just let me know that it's a possibility. And I was completely disgusted completely disgusted and drove away. And I decided to try it one more time. And if it had not been for adventures in comics and games in Sacramento, I probably never would have played paper magic again. I, I went in there and there were, it was the most diverse set of people I have ever seen. And no one cared about that. They were all there to play magic and there were all different levels. And I could figure out which ones of them I clicked with and which ones I didn't. I quickly found the people that were actually interested in competitive drafting and drafting well and getting better at the game and got to the point where like I would go there every week for FNM and I'd see those same people and developed a little friend group. And like there were different races, there were different genders, there were different orientations and none of that was anything that we were discussing. Like I was kind of the old guy of the group, right? I'm showing up there in my mid thirties and there's kids playing there on up to a few people that are my age and we all had a blast playing at that store. So like I, I've seen it done well and I've seen it done poorly. And like that was just a poor business decision. But like you can have a, a group of diverse people playing magic happily if you do it like they do it at Adventures in Comics and Games in Sacramento. So shout out to those guys. That's a great shout out. I have to give a shout out as well. 
actually you know while we're shouting out because i feel like you know like you said let's give positive shout outs so we've got a, lo- a local game store around here uh shoebox games and um when when my daughter and i went there for our two at a giant we were trying something different it was a new game store for us and the reason we left the other one was because of the attitude of a lot of the players that were there there were some good players but we had some terrible opponents that were regular at this store let's say um and so we decided to, to go to a new one and uh pat i believe that the gentleman's name is that runs the place he fosters a very positive environment kid friendly so my daughter's 13 which is very important to, to us to to find in our game store um and he promotes a positive fun good time over anything over everything else um, and you can see that kind of attitude permeate or like trickle down from the top. Um, and, and you can see in game stores where the owner or the, the operator is kind of a jerk and it kind of attracts the jerks as well. Um, and, and I, th- and I think, I think that is a, a rule or a law. Like, I think that, that the attitude of the person at the top trickles down to the attitudes of the people underneath them and whether that is because of the type of people that they attract or whether it's just because of the attitudes of the people that end up hanging out there um but the the game store that we go to now for our two-headed giant is um i don't think i'll ever leave i don't think i'll ever go to another one for our our pre-release two-headed giant events um because it is so positive and it, and it like i said it comes from the top down so so kudos to to shoebox games here in calgary um they're definitely my favorite place to go um which is saying a lot in a city like this because we have one of the largest game stores in in canada or actually in the world here as well um and it's really tough to beat that store so uh kudos to them heck yeah heck yeah spread the message man spread the message so i got one more fight to pick dave yeah let's do it all right, so my last fight to pick, and I, I've seen this one lately on Twitter, is people saying that Magic would be better if Wizards would just stop pushing this liberal agenda on their cards because it's something new that they've started doing and they're making this push for diversity where it just doesn't belong. It's a fantasy card game. Like, we just don't need everybody represented everywhere just to do it. Right. Like just play the game, just make it snakes and vampires. Like what's, what's with all this other stuff. So here's the thing for me. It matters to have someone that looks like you or thinks like you in the content that you're reading, that you're consuming in the games that you're playing. Right. And you may not recognize that if you're playing fantasy games and you're a white guy. Okay. Because most of the stuff that's that's on that, like if you go back and look at old D&D manuals or whatever, it, it's white dudes with swords fighting dragons. When I got involved with magic, it was 20 years ago. And the first set that I drafted was Mirage. And one of the things that got me so interested in that was it was unlike all of the other fantasy stuff I had seen before. It wasn't white guys on horses fighting dragons. It was black dudes and black girls, and they were fighting against demons and goblins and jinn. One of my best friends growing up was of Syrian descent, and he was stoked when he found out about the Arabian Nights cards. He was like, they have Afrits, they have jinns, they have deserts, they have all this stuff that like I know about and I've heard of. This is really cool. And I got to see him get excited about that by seeing some of his cultural heritage produced here. So if you're upset that Wizards has just recently started like injecting a liberal agenda of representation in their cards, then I would question your definition of recently because it's been there for as long as I've been playing the game. It doesn't seem to me like it's injected. It seems like it's represented, right? Like there are various cultures portrayed in various ways, and I actually think it's really cool. Like right before this whole thing blew up, I was having a conversation with my wife about how I thought it was neat that they've taken such an effort to make sure that kind of no matter who you are or what you feel or how you think, you can probably find a character in Magic to identify with. Like, it's kind of part of the game. Whatever type of gamer you are or whatever it is you're into, you can probably find your guild or clan that identifies with you, right? Like, 
I've always kind of thought of myself as as somewhere between Orzov and Azorius. I'm probably actually Esper at heart. Like, like I identify with those colors and they mean something to me. And then seeing people like me or that think like me represented on cards or in art, like I'm drawn to those characters. My favorite character from like Magic's history and story-wise is Teferi. I thought it was awesome how he was portrayed as somebody who had godlike powers and then kind of gave it up to save his people. Like, this is cool. And that he's a black dude. You can see it on the cards. Like, that's old. So, like, don't give me this crap that Wizards has decided recently to start pushing a liberal agenda. They're not. You're, You're just looking at stuff and not getting it. They're showing a diverse cast of characters and people because humanity is diverse and it's okay. Not everything has to look like you or think like you. I will step down off of my soapbox right now, but that one bugged the heck out of me. If it brings more people into the game, into the hobby, it is good for you if you enjoy the hobby. Period. And if you're the one saying that all of this added in there is detracting from the game, then you're entirely missing the point. Because if you're saying that, you're saying that other people shouldn't care about what's on the cards, but you care about what's on the cards so much. Like, get get over yourself. Bingo. I agree. Get over yourself. Story time from David again. Okay. So listeners of the podcast will know that my daughter got into magic about a year ago now. Um, and the reason she got into magic, I was trying to introduce her into the game. She was playing Pokemon and she, because she enjoyed the characters, the cartoons in Pokemon. She liked playing Pokemon on her DS and things like that. Um, we went to a game store and I was going to make one last effort to try to get her into magic. And we started looking at some of the product there and she made a beeline for these planeswalker decks, the Nissa and Chandra planeswalker decks. I think they were the first ones that were printed if I remember correctly. And she picked it up and she's like, Hey, she looks really cool. Dad, can we get these? And she was holding the, the Chandra play or the, sorry, the Nissa planeswalker. And I'm like, we totally can. And I know that at least some portion of that was because it was a female planeswalker. It literally cost me nothing as a male to see a female planeswalker on the front of those packs. It literally cost, it doesn't cost anybody anything, but it is a net positive because it brought my daughter into the game. Okay. And whether that was on purpose or not, right? Let's, let's just say that, that, Like, it doesn't matter whether Wizards said, you know, we're going to have a female Planeswalker or it doesn't matter. It's just we're just doing it and it doesn't matter what gender it is. It doesn't matter. The fact that it is it was inclusive to somebody that she identified with. Right. It it was a character that she could easily identify with um, brought her into the game. And it's a net positive experience. And now you think of all that trickle down effect that has happened because of this. Now, some people don't care. Right. Men, women, some people don't care. And that's fine. But some people do. Right. And who am I to argue with what people like in their content or not? I, if I don't like it, it does not matter because the content is not targeted to me. Um, and it's interesting now because the characters that we see on the cards when we play, it doesn't matter whether she calls it a he or a she and she's wrong, right? It doesn't matter. But the fact that it got her into the game, I think is all that matters. And, um, and I really like it for that. So, th- so thank you to whoever designed Nissa, the Planeswalker, um, and and the the art on the front of that card because my daughter probably wouldn't be playing because of or if not for that, I should say. Um, so, to me, it it is very important, even if it doesn't matter to me. That's that's yeah, that's that's I'm, what I got to say. I'm with you there, man, and I I think that's why it's so important to have characters in the story and in the art that represent all of humanity so that any person can find someone in the magic story and go, that person's like me, right? Because the earth is full of all these different people. Why, if we're going to be traveling multiverses, like multiple worlds, why is it not okay for us to have some diversity in there? Like, I, I think that's only a net positive for everybody. But that one talking about forced injecting, it just bugged me because like that's why it's so important so that a a 13 year old girl with her dad at the game store can go, hey, she looks cool. Can we get this and give her a few years and she'll be all about uh, beefcake Gideon. So I got to 
I figure we better take advantage of it now. <laughs> uh, hopefully a Johnny replaces Gideon as like the default white planeswalker because <laughs> cats are cool. Cats are pretty cool. I mean, we've even got cats in this game. How can you be mad that there's a chick on a card or that some character's gay or transgender? Like, get over yourself. Walking cats are uh, like sentient cat beings that's absolutely fine but no we can't have a gay character or a transgender like no get over yourself man get over yourself build a bridge yeah there's there's dinosaurs fighting vampires yep okay come on i think we should close it out by highlighting a few of our favorite content producers um and I, i think this goes back to just spreading the positivity um, so we, you gave the homework of go and leave a positive comment on somebody's YouTube video, stream, Twitter, whatever. Um, I think this is a good opportunity for us to highlight a few of the streams, YouTube video or YouTube channels, uh, Twitter accounts that we enjoy. Um, do you want to start us off? What do you got? Yeah, I will give this a go. Um, there's two streams that I want to highlight that are smaller streams that are, are majority magic related. And they're, they're people that watch my stream. Um, obviously you should be watching Dave, right? Like, I feel like my stream is one where I'm, I'm striving for inclusivity and like, be yourself. Don't come in and be a jerk or I'm going to ban you. Dave is certainly on that list. So go watch Dave. In, in addition to that, recently started streaming is, uh, Mauricio Blue. You can find him at twitch.tv slash M-E-R-C-U-R-I-O-B-L-U-E. You may also know this guy if you watch a lot of Magic Twitch chat because he's a mod in everybody's channel. He's a mod in mine. Um, I've I've watched this guy stream. He streams predominantly Magic with some Eternal and some Gwent. So it's like a bunch of different card games that he's streaming. But super nice guy. Um, good production value. Very inclusive. Very willing to engage in chat and be nice and like you just come be you there and and you're going to enjoy your time. And then also crash of rhinos has started streaming again. Um, that's twitch.tv slash crash of rhinos. That's another chat that I've just found to be chill, relaxing. Everybody's welcome. You be you. It's focused on the magic. Let's have a good time. So these are two streamers that like, again, they're on the smaller side of things, but go follow these people and watch them when they go live. This is positive content that that you can enjoy and stuff that you can get behind. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to throw a shout out to uh, Jamie Topples who. Yeah. Jamie. She's great. Um, She really, really recently she started to stream a lot more um, and her game has grown leaps and bounds and her community has grown as well. So I think she's well on her way to becoming a successful streamer Uh, and her content is, is good. It's great. I also really enjoy uh, Melvin the Muppet. Do you ever watch Melvin? I haven't had the opportunity to catch Melvin yet. Melvin is... I've, I've only heard good things about it. It's its a very positive stream. It's great. And just the fact that its he's a Muppet. Um, and I love that, that he has started to um, kind of leave the bounds of his stream more. There was some photos a while back of him at a GP and getting pictures with magic pros and things like that. And I thought that was just great. Uh, but his stream is is good. It's positive. It's small as well. Um, uh, I throw him a host every time that I can. But um, just high quality, small content producers um, that are fostering a positive experience when it comes to the magic community. And they're almost like mini, mini Travis's. They're mini U's. They are. <laughs> they are. Um, but I mean, there's, there's so much, hopefully that's, that's a compliment for them. Like I think Ethan and Ben belong on that list as well. Absolutely. We've obviously done the, the podcast swap with those two, but if you're not watching Lord Tupperware and Mr. Metronome, you should go check them out. This is more content where like they're good at the game. They're entertaining and it's, it's a welcoming environment. Yeah. And I mean, my follow list is very small. Like, like it's, it's an exclusive list of people that I follow on Twitch and Twitter, um, so you can also just kind of just pretty much go check all of the people that are on my list there and, and assume that they're all good people. Um, but yeah, there's so many good, small, positive contributors to this community. And we are very fortunate to be kind of in the same category as a lot of them, I think. So count my blessings every day that I get to hang out with such a good person like you. And 
all of the people out there in, in your community and in the magic community online as, at, at large, I would say. And I, I'm, I'm going to do the homework this week. I've already given you one. Tell a content producer you like that you like their stuff. Then share that. Let us know about the content that you consume that you like. There may be a, a great magic streamer or podcast out there that I haven't checked out yet that I should. So like spread the word about the positive stuff. And when it comes to the negative stuff, I mean, my perspective on it is like, I don't consume content that I don't dig. If somebody's attacking somebody or being just rude, like if I tune, tune again, I don't necessarily think that cursing is a bad thing in the right place, but if I tune into any stream, it doesn't even matter what the content is. And every third word out of somebody's mouth is a curse word. I'm probably going to tune out. Like it, it, it just kind of doesn't matter what it is. That's, that's just not for me. So let's, let's, instead of focusing on that, let's share the good stuff. Let me know about some streams you watch that you enjoy. Let me know about a YouTuber that, you know, has, um, a hundred subs and you feel like they should have 50,000. Let us know about the good stuff that's out there. Absolutely. I'm always looking for better, better content than yours. Yeah. Well, good luck. <laughs> you're not going to find it at twitch.tv slash D civilian. No, that's for you're sure. definitely not. You might find it at twitch.tv slash Simulin. That would be the place. I would that go would there. be the place. Well, we didn't talk about much magic this week, but I feel like I really needed to talk about that. And I think you needed to get that, some of that stuff off your chest too. So I appreciate you sharing your uh, point of view with us and me. And I'm, I'm very thankful that we have this platform to, to be able to share that. So shout out to Mana Deprived and Fasavas Games. Yes, absolutely. And uh, we've already done the sign off basically. So we'll see you next week. Adios. I'll see y'all in two weeks.